Welcome back to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman, and welcome to part two of this fascinating discussion. As a reminder, I'm talking with Missy and Larry. In this episode, we learn more about Missy's life after high school, being part of, uh, for both of them, being part of an interracial marriage and raising their interracial children. We hope you enjoy this episode. You said that school came pretty easy to you, mm-hmm. got through high school pretty yeah. easily in terms mm-hmm. of, so what was your path then to um, college? Like, did you know where you wanted to go? No. How was well, whole- I mean, I wanted to go to ODU. <laughs> That's yeah. where I wanted to go. My dad was like, you've lost your mind if you think that I'm sending you to school on the beach near a military base. <laughs> <laughs> it is just recipe for disaster. Um did you have any but they idea said, at that time what you were interested in? Um, I thought I wanted to do something along therapy or, yeah. you know, like I was going to major in psychology. Um, and uh, so anyway, but then, you know, when it came down to it, when it was time, my mom actually was the one that filled out my college applications because, you know, I wasn't doing it on the right timeline that she wanted. You know, she's a very much like, you got to get it done. You got to get it done now. And I am so not that person. I am more so that person now than I was back then. But um, because she wanted me to go to either BYU or Ricks. And um, then when it comes down to it, you know, if they're paying for school, those are my two choices. And my cousin went to Ricks. She had already been there for a year and it was a junior college. And so um, I was like, okay, that's where I'm going. So it wasn't like a huge, it wasn't really a choice for me, but it wasn't, I mean, you know, unless I wanted to pay for school myself, which I didn't so um I was not gonna work that hard um so that's where I went um and it was you know just two-year school and I went and it took me about two weeks to find you know the party people <laughs> like it was like yep I'm gonna turn this place upside down so even like Mormon based places oh have yeah party for period. sure yes yeah <laughs> for sure right and yeah. there are delinquents <laughs> everywhere and people that want to be right like yeah. people that i mean it's their first time away from home and you know right. so they are going oh, to like you know yeah. bust out and um i mean we had rules i lived off campus but there were still rules you still had to you know sign like a a pledge that said you know you would follow you would live along these guidelines and you know there were visiting hours just like living in a dorm but you lived off campus and I also think I spent a good month of my first semester quarantined our our apartment was quarantined you know thanks to me and one of my roommates because we were like we're not following all these rules and and um, we're sneaking boys into our apartment and, you know, See, like. I think Missy really is contrarian. Like you are. I, I, she says she's not, but I kind of think you are, actually. I, right. So, I mean, you know, I, yes. I, and then um, one of my roommates actually ended up moving out because she didn't want to keep living like that. And, and, and now I can't blame her. But at the time I was like, whatever. I didn't even care. Like, I didn't care. I was gonna be I didn't want to be there I was gonna be miserable you know and I was not definitely not going to find joy in the journey you know I was I was gonna stick it to my parents man and and um you know finished my first year and came home for the summer and I fought going back I mean I was like I do not know I don't want to go back you don't understand all my roommates had graduated since it was a two-year school so I was going back basically by myself um, moving into a new apartment with nobody that I knew. Right. And, um, you know, so, but I went because I had to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so then I started, it was two hours from where my family lived, two and a half hours. Um, so I went out and I bought a car and I would drive to Utah every weekend just to hang out with my cousins, my uncle, you know, whatever. And um, because I was just, I hate, like, I did not like my second year. And, um and thank goodness it was done after that. And I graduated because there was no chance in hell I was going back for a third year. It was not going to happen. So, And if it was a two-year program, what was the degree in? An associate's okay. degree. And I got an associate's in psychology. Okay. And then um, 
And but looking back, you know, also with the way that life takes you, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Right. So I come back um, and I've not prepared for anything to move on. I mean, after that, you know, not even thinking about where I'm going to go like the next semester or whatever. And, um, you know, so and dragging my feet, of course, I, you know, wait on that, too. And so then I'm like, oh, what do you mean? I can't just like come here and walk straight into Mason and, you know, go. So um, but uh, in that semester or whatever, I graduated in April and then um, I want to say November, I think. November, um, I get a phone call from GW. They were looking for a lifeguard for when everybody goes on break because they have a pool and they have open swim for people. And so they called and I happened to not be going anywhere because, yep. you know, I plan my life so well, right? Um, anyway, so I, you know, I started working there as lifeguard. I mean, it was couple hours a day maybe twice a day I don't even remember but you know I would just go in for open swim and and then leave and that's what I did until I guess until the next probably the next year when I finally was like all right now I got to you know figure get, out get back to school right. <laughs> so, and anyway and that's where we met okay. mm-hmm. yeah. and then <laughs> he's dying to tell the story no, 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 no you are I know <laughs> about how I changed your life forever <laughs> Right. So, I mean, you know, my lack of drive, you know, like that kind of leads me to how my life ends up now. And, and um, you know, so I think it kind of meant to be that I was that way and, you know, just, you know, no kind of real path or whatever, unless somebody was kind of telling me what to do. And, okay. um, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, like this is what you should do and this is how we're going to make it happen. And, you know, so anyway, and then, yeah, I guess the next year I started at Mason and then... Um, you know, dragged my feet through that too, like always. <laughs> um, and then uh, my last semester, I think, I worked for Fairfax County. when This was back when they had special ed classes, and I did that. I was an IA in one of those non-CAT special ed classes and loved it. It was my favorite job, even still to this day, if I ever did have to go back to work. Like, that's, that's what I would want to do. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you know, and that even a lot of pressure because it was just, hanging out with kids and you know and um anyway so and then how did coaching come in um I coached I did I coached a little bit in college um when I like when in the summers when kids would be doing camps or whatever then I would I would coach the and that gymnastics right I would coach gymnastics and um, then after when we got married I stayed at home after I had Patrick and then our kids you know came so quickly um and uh like and then this job at, at South Lakes just kind of happened to open up and me and um, the person that I coached with, we played phone tag for a while because she was going into the hospital to have a baby. And then, you know, yeah. two weeks later, I had Brandon. But that's just kind of how it was. But I was really like, I need to really probably become a, a contributing member to society instead of yeah. just hiding in my four walls. And um, so that's and it. You and enjoy I enjoy the coaching. Like, you I do love coaching. Yeah. I do. I love coaching. I mean, yes, I coach high school girls. I started with gymnastics and I did. I mean, you know, I did gymnastics, but I do. I love coaching. I love spending time with kids um, and, you know, just seeing them succeed in something, even, you know, I mean, our, it's never been about like everybody that has the big skills and has been, you know, competing and doing gymnastics their entire lives. Like I was, but, um, you know, just like they come in and they have 10 weeks to learn something. And we had a lot of beginner gymnasts and, but at the end of that 10 weeks, if they had competed, they had learned something new and it's huge to be a gymnast, right? Like you're standing in a leotard competing like putting yourself in the world like that and um so you know and I've kind of been with it ever since and that's I mean you know I'm lucky that I don't have to have a a full-time job um you know that I can so I can work it around my kids schedule and I can be there for them but then I can also just kind of escape a little bit for you know just a few hours a week and half a year and you know whatever and then I started there was an opening I mean you know they needed a cheer coach and so I started coaching cheer and so now that's just kind of it's so interesting. I think, like, the legacy of a coach, it's, you, you know, it's similar to that of a teacher, which is, like, you just don't know your impact. And I yeah. think um, it wasn't until Paul's dad, you know, mm. passed away, and we were at his funeral, and all these people came that he coached. Yeah. And it was just, like, and he taught. He was a teacher and mm. a coach. But, like, it just, um, 
And I think about coaches that I've had. Like, there, it's such an important yeah. role. And, you know, there's, I think, maybe not enough press about how instrumental that is and how you can really impact people. Yeah. And particularly in sport where that, I don't know a lot about it, but it's such an individual. Right. It's kind of like the wrestling thing. Like, you right. either fail or succeed completely on your right. own. Right. Right. Um, and that takes a certain kind of mental. Yeah. Yeah, for toughness. sure. Yep. And to be able to help train that and develop Mm -hmm. that I think would be really cool yeah I mean I still I talk to my high school coach still you know I mean he knows my family my kids love him like we go to his house and hang out and um you know he knows Larry and so yeah I just ask one question about the like lack of um I'm interested in this like the lack of sort of interest to from an academic standpoint like to to have like a purpose or a goal mm-hmm. to finish like yeah was that just because there wasn't anything fueling that need or was it because people were telling you to go and you were like mm, I'm like you're I mean of- right I think probably I mean at like what was expected so like I mean it kind of yeah it kind of was um but I also was like I always knew I wanted to be a mom you know and um when I went to school when well, I right. went to college so yeah people ask like what do you want to grow what do you want to be when growing up yeah I, I even say that if you asked her, she would have said, I want to be a mom. Well, right. She's such a good mom. Yeah. Well, I'm a hot mess, but, no, but yeah. You're good. No, that's, <laughs> that, 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 was, that represented the, the pinnacle of what her, not that she can't do anything, she can do what she wants, but of achievement for what she wanted to, to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I figured but, I would have kids, but it wasn't <laughs> per se right. for my existence. Right. Like, yeah. And that could be totally, I mean, you know, my religion because it's so, you know, family based and, and, you know, everybody was like, they were just moms, you know, and and where I went to school and that's what every, well, yeah, right. (laughs) So, um, I mean, you know, my grandpa even, he made a deal with me who he was so cheap. He had a ton of money, but he was definitely cheap with his money. And I made a deal with him that I would wait till I was 25 to get married because, I mean, you know, my cousins were getting married when they oh, were right. like young and, and, um, you know, and he would get so frustrated with, I mean, you know, at least with the first husband. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he would give me a hundred bucks if I waited till I was 25. Then he started making it with, you know, my other cousins. But to this day, I am the only one that has ever gotten a check from him. Now he has passed on, but he did. He wrote me a check and I, took a pic I framed it like I was like because I was this is proving to everybody that you know one here's my goal like I this is the goal that I accomplished and really this is you know the thing right like you know I just I think that also because that was just so huge and that's what did I really have to do to I mean yes education is important but if I'm not really passionate about it or you know and that's also why I picked psychology because I was like right like you can say and I don't want to say somebody did say psychology is the easiest major um, in school once, and a friend of ours, she is all, she was also a psychology major, and I think we might have attacked this girl in an elevator, may or may not have, but, um, you know, and she was like an anthropology major or something, right? Yeah. Like something, I mean, we were, but not that it was easy, because it is very scientific, but it, you can make it, you know, kind of anything goes, right? Say. Did you? But anything goes, right? Like, yeah. if you can come up with a reason as to why something happens, then, you know, so that's what I, you know, I guess that would be my version of how I twist things to get it, you know, to, twisted things to get them my way is because, right. you know, like, well, I mean, I think that things happen because of this, then, you know. Right. Yeah, you're definitely, so, like, have that analytical right. kind of why right. we do what we do. Yeah. There, you've got that. Yes, curiosity. and that stuff fascinates me, me but, too. Me too. you know, I love yeah, so. And then would you say things have shit like now, obviously, they're a lot more self-sufficient and they're yeah. growing up, and mm-hmm. so... Has that changed at all in terms of your desires for what you want, or do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel like you've you're you're actualized in your calling? I don't know. I mean, I think that it changes, right? I mean, I that's why I because I've always been I'm stay at home mom, so I feel like you know. So what are my jobs? My jobs are to make sure my kids get to where they need to go. Um, I need to be in the school, right? I mean, I'm a room parent all the time for all of my kids. And um, 
which I know sometimes gets a little aggravating for Larry because I'm also like, well, no, this is my job. Like I have to, you know, and the, and it's come to the point too that my kids ask if I'm going to be the, I mean, right. you know, if, if they don't see my name on a list, they're like, excuse me, are you not going to be a room mom in my class? And, um, you know, and I just say, no, I've just, I just waited because, you know, I've done it so much. Maybe somebody else wants to do it. But, you know, so I feel like one, that is, that is my job. And then, um, you know, but yes, as they get older, I too, I do go through phases where I can get sucked out of, you know, out of my house and I get sucked into coaching or doing other, like a lot. And it, and it, I have to kind of rein myself back and be like, you know, what's my priority? Right. Like, I need to right. remember that that's what it is. And I should not be spending all of my time in the gym or, you know, I mean, high school is easy because it's cheer is August to November and then gymnastics is November to February and that's it's kind of over but um you know in the gym like it's it's easy for me to get kind of sucked in and then I have to remember you know once a gym rat always a gym rat so I mean I would live in the gym you know if I could I mean so I think that but um you know and then now that Patrick is getting into high school I see my purpose shifting again and I kind of you know realize maybe it's time for me to take a step away from coaching not high school like I definitely still want to be there but you know like maybe I need to not be spending so much time there or you know no nights like I'll coach in the morning at the gym or whatever but um I mean you know I definitely I think coaching is where it is and then you know also again like midlife crisis or whatever that you know I'm like oh let's give this a try let's Let's see what this is like right what can oh, I yeah, learn yeah. how to do? Right. Right. So. <laughs> well, anyway. I also, I mean, we can't like leave this conversation without talking to you about you are so, I mean, you talked a little bit about the room, but you do so much more than that. Like, a little bit of just about where that comes from and how that's such a part of your um, being. It was taught again in, you know the Mormon church, like you serve, everything is service oriented. I mean, all the positions that everybody holds and stuff, it's all service oriented. And I think sometimes it goes a little bit too far and, you know, like you should lose yourself in service and, and that kind of stuff. And, um, sometimes can almost be made to, to put guilt on you if you don't, like if you have to, I mean, and Larry's really good at this, you know, when he's like, I'm just not going to do it. Right. And, but I get like, what do you mean you're not going to do it? How, how can you say no? You can't, you can't say no. Like nobody does that. And he's, that's why our well, so well, watch me. Right. So, I mean, that's a good lesson too, but I mean, you know, and my parents will serve endlessly. Like you, people can sucker my parents into doing anything and, and they love what they do, but you know, sometimes then when it reaches the point of taking advantage, my sisters and I have no problem stepping into those people and being like, nah, right. you're cut off. Like, don't contact them anymore. Um, and now they're going to know that that's things that have happened. And, right. you know, but right. but my sisters are really good about it, too, in not giving too much. But I also think that, um, I mean, you know, that might be part of being the oldest, right? That I'm like, I, I have to look good for my parents. Like, I don't want to disappoint them. And I want to be able to, you know, help them. But I want to show my kids, too, like, give of yourself, give, give back, do something. And it doesn't even necessarily always have to be monetary. Like you can give back in, in a lot of ways. And, um, so, you know, but yeah, that's why I do that, I think. And I, and I do love it. I love, you know, the feeling that I get. my sister's favorite quote is service is like peeing your pants. I mean, you know, only you feel the warmth, but everybody else sees the effect, like something like that, which cracks me up. I don't even know why you say you've never heard that. I feel like she says it all the time. That's so funny. Right. So. I think it <laughs> <laughs> well, well, before, I know you have to go soon. So I, one of the things I did want to talk about, because you guys are both so open, and I feel like if anybody's listening and is in a similar situation, they can benefit from... Um, your experience as an interracial couple and what that's been like. And when I think about Mormon, I mean, I joke that, um, you, you know, like everyone is blonde and fair and mm-hmm. blue eyed and a certain, there's like a certain stereotype yeah. there. Right. And obviously you look very different. Than that yeah. there, right? <laughs> yes. So I'm just curious, like in terms of um, meeting and dating and the relationship, like how much of a factor was that? And then maybe more like for both of you though, but maybe start with Missy, like what, that in terms of introducing that to your family mm-hmm. that was probably something new for them um well for my parents and my sisters no i mean you know we 
came here and it was, we lived here and yeah, I mean, there's diversity everywhere. And, um, so, you know, it it was not anything shocking or no, mm -mm. I mean, I think when Larry met my parents, we literally pulled up into the parking lot of somewhere because I was grabbing something from them and we pull in and I was like, Larry, my parents, my sisters. And like, then we left. It was not even like a significant thing, but we also were more friends at that time than, um, you know, like not, I mean, we knew each other for a minute before we even started, like before we were like in a serious, even relationship, because yeah. I was 20 when we met and he was 21, like brand new yeah. 2021. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. It's been a little while. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like it wasn't a, you know, it was not a thing at all. And, yeah. um, you know, people, I mean, my sisters, even now, I, my three sisters that I have, two of them are in interracial relationships or, you know, have been. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody is mixed except my, I have one sister that married a white guy and they have, you know, white kids and that's it. The rest of my family is clear, (laughs) clear. (laughs) The rest, they, everybody else is mixed, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, clear. Yeah, everybody, I mean, all my parents' other grandkids are mixed. Out of 12 of them, eight of them are mixed. And, um, you know, so for my parents, never been a thing. Like, it's never. Did you date diverse? In high school, I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In high school, a few people, but nothing ever serious because, I mean, you know, I I had, I think, two serious boyfriends in high school. And, um, you know, that was, I mean, you know, just dated around whatever. And, um, but then, you know. Yeah, that was... So for you, like, in my mind, it's like this, like you said, like, I'm thinking it's this shocking sort of discovery, yeah. and you're saying it really wasn't... Not for my parents, but when we went to oh. Utah to meet, because um, I think we weren't married the... Were we married? We were not married the first time you went to Utah, right? When we uh, all went out there? No, I don't... Well, I don't know. No, we weren't. No, okay. we weren't. Um, And so it was a... I mean, you know, like, we're going, and... You know, people are like, I'm so excited to meet your boyfriend. Can't wait to meet him. Blah, Which blah, blah. Didn't I didn't tell anybody he was black. And I was, but I would say, I mean, my dad's like, are you going to tell people? I said, no, I would never mention if he was white. So why would I do that? So, and he's so like, to ask you a question okay. You, so my question was, uh, I know you didn't tell anybody, but did it even occur to you to, did you actively not tell anyone or did you like uh, never thought of it? Right. Like, and I never, and I, one? no, I didn't think about it. Um, that's what I said when my dad said, you know, yeah. did you tell anybody? And I was like, no, why would I? I didn't, wouldn't tell anybody that he was white. I never, it wouldn't even have, like, I didn't tell you guys. Like, we rolled right. up and introduced and then rolled away. So, no, um. aware of it. You were. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, wait, meeting my parents or meeting my extended family? Uh, either. Oh. Well, I was yeah. definitely aware of the fact oh, that I got was it. different. Right. But again, I've always been different. So right, yeah, right. But have you dated other white women. You have, yeah. So that was at least, yeah. So there's yeah, every, lots of every, 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 yeah, yeah, lots of diversity. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then he goes to Utah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Like <laughs> in Utah? So I joked that, that it was like besides the Utah people on the Utah Jazz, I was. <laughs> it was them. And me. <laughs> People think right. you were part of the team. Yeah, exactly. It's like I was going to for the height differential. Exactly right. I was going to show up on the front paper. Right. Paper. Right. Jazz getting mm-hmm. point guard. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I do think you actually made the newspaper in Montpelier, Idaho, because oh, I mean, you know, gosh. well, because they had, you know, list of visitors, and my great grandma lived there um, for a long time. My mom always wanted to go back and visit. My uncle actually, um, his dad. Him and my mom had different dads, but his dad passed away and left him a sheep farm in um, oh Dingle, Dingle, Idaho. Dingle, Dingle, Idaho, and my it's my uncle's favorite Dingle, place Dingle. to go. Right, the Dingle. <laughs> he would always, and they have a caboose that they live in that they converted into a trailer on the sheep farm, and so we went up there, and um, it was it was written in the paper that there were some visitors, and uh, <laughs> don't be scared. <laughs> don't be but my family, <laughs> uh, my family on, um, I mean, you know, was, it didn't even phase them. Were I, they open? Did you feel, yeah. you can't help but be anxious going into that situation. Did you, were you? Well, I wasn't anxious. You weren't? No. But I was aware that I would be, uh, 
the on display. Yeah. Is it yes more of that feeling? Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. I uh, there there are, because of the how I've come up and ever since I left you know where I grew up. Yeah. Uh, again, there's been a, a bit of the, I've been. I hate to use the word token because that token that word has yeah. a lot of connotation to it. Right. But I've been that by simple virtue of numbers, right? So I've been, and I'm keenly aware of how often I am the voice for yeah. a lot of people. I am right. their I am their representation of what black is, male or female, right? Because they don't have a, a ton of that. Again, it's getting better, but I was that up for a long time. So I also was I'm mindful of that um, when I'm going through situations like that. That um, that not only am I representing myself, I'm also representing... I, I feel like I'm representing an entire wow. culture, whether that's, I should or not, that's how I feel. And I imagine you may feel that way as well, yep. as far as, as, as on the other side of it, one is being white with my family, and also as Mormon, you also kind of feel like I... If they identify you as that, then you feel like you're representing that thing. Right. Um, right. So I, I felt that to some degree. But at the same time, I would find there's similarities, there's differences, and um, and because I've always been like... In the end of it, people are just people, and uh, I. Uh, so I, I would try to find that that thing that's again. I'm still a salesman, right? You yeah. it's, you find that common thing. Right. There's a singular thing, right? There's I should have nothing in common with a Mormon sheep farmer in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> on paper, we have nothing in common, right? right. Um, but that's uh, going to be the title. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> nothing in common. That's awesome. Exactly. That's what it should be. But, <laughs> He and I got along great. I mean, famous like it was like still like there's well, a there's a sheep bone that he sends. It's a cow leg. Cow leg yeah. It's a cow leg uh, bone. Yeah, yep. that he sent me for Christmas, and that like we give him back and forth like. Yeah. <laughs> so I yes. have it now. But, right. Um, yeah. And, and it, so he, yeah, and he's the generation above. So he's like our parents. Asia was 60, 70. Yeah. Like he's, so he's yeah, he's eleven years older yeah, than my mom. So yeah, he's yeah. actually seventy. So a seventy-year-old white. Mormon sheep farmer from Idaho, and then um, um, at the time, a thirty-year-old yeah. black man from Chicago. Like this, on paper, we should be just twenty-five. Twenty-five. There we go. <laughs> right. There should be nothing the same at all. Yeah. Uh, but we got along well, and um, and then I was. I mean, I am fortunate that there. I didn't encounter anything firsthand. Although a lot of people that do, but nothing. Her family was, was great in that regard. I mean, her her grandmother would call the house and then ask to talk to me. Like, yeah, right. Um, so familial, right. not a lot of issues, at least on your side. What my about side. your side, introducing Miss Ann? I, um, that- I will say nothing to my face. Uh, I do know the things were said behind. Mm. Um, Did you know that too? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I do know that it is, uh, culturally, it is a thing for a uh. educated, affluent black man to not marry another black woman. That is a, like you're, right. you're somehow it's a disservice I'm a to race your trader. community. You're right uh-huh. Yes, that is uh, that is a a thing. Um, so I am aware of it, and and I don't think that I don't think that they don't love Missy. They don't like Missy. I, I don't think there's any of that whatsoever. But at some point in your head, that that does enter your right your. I'm, really? yeah, I'm exactly. taking. I'm taking, taking something from their she community. She took a good right. one, quote unquote. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. I know, right? And, and the, the sad part <laughs> is that I'm. I am one of them. I'm aware of it, and I still sometimes think it. Like it just still. Right. It's almost impossible to not. You think, think it too. Sometimes, yeah. Like when like I, you feel bad about it, or you feel um, not bad. Maybe that's not the right word. Like you. So uh, I mean, I was a bad is the wrong word. No, I, no, I, I notice it in others. Uh, I'm not blind to it on oh. other people. Um, there, are, I don't dwell on this in, in any way, shape, or form for any period of time. But I, I do think about okay, well, if the entire entire family was black, then that would like is that a different right. experience as well? I don't. Who knows what that would have been? Um, but then my kids would be different. Everything would be right. different. You know what right. I mean? But um, it kind of fits that has not because even in my own household, I'm still different now. <laughs> like, <laughs> when my kids are right. This is white, and then yeah. there's me. Right. Like, so, yeah. the, right. so it kind of fits the, everything else I've been through. Yeah. But, um, but there, I, I didn't really encounter anything outward in that regard. I've encountered more things as an individual than I have as a couple. As a couple, yeah. And have you um, experienced anything as a couple 
from your perspective? Yeah. I mean, besides that, besides, you know, I mean, I, I see the looks and, you know, especially when we were younger and we first, you know, got together and we were, um, you know, when we would travel, people would always, I mean, checking in for flights or anything, people would always say, are you traveling together? And he would say <laughs> yes, and we would be checking in together, but people would always, like, second guess and, and you know, double, double check with me. And, um, you know, and then also, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, people would also say, too, like, hanging out with us wherever we go, sometimes, you know, we get lost in our bubble or don't even notice anymore. But people always, almost always, they are like, do you guys even notice people looking at you? I mean, we hear that a lot. And we're both like, no, why? But they, I mean, you know, you they say like people do. you feel you have to do. justify your choice? I mean, maybe not now because it's, you guys are It's been for forever, it, right? But, but um, do you ever feel like that? Or did you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. I, I College for sure. Not I, I don't. No, yeah. I, I, that's that's the chip on my shoulder part. Like I don't. Right, people will not confront him about stuff, though. You know, people that anybody that knows him, confrontations do not happen with him. Like even with his family, if they have something to say, they go by way of me, or they will make. You know, I mean, it, it just people in general will make comments to me, but never to him. And he's like, "Why does nobody ever say any of this stuff in front of me?" Or it will just be kind of you know, if he's not listening, and they make like a little you know Dude. jab or something. Yeah, but um. So I think that, I mean, you know, I notice it. I'm probably a little more sensitive to it just because I also, you know, like to watch people and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, yes, and um, yeah. yeah, and he is like, whatever, it is what it is and marches through life. And, you know, I kind of am like, well, yeah, but I mean, you know. Does it ever, um, was it ever conflict for you in your relationship? Like, no. Like, your sisters felt a certain way or your mom. No. Or like, I wouldn't uh-uh. say that at all. Uh-uh. There, I, I, or is it a bonding? Like, is it a bonding I don't think it's yeah. a bonding but I do yeah. think that there are, and this doesn't necessarily lend itself to race, but I think there are some communication styles that uh, mm. that are different. Right. Um, certain, some values that are different. Um, and they don't, they aren't necessarily racially motivated or, or whatever. But, they tend to lean that way one way or another quite often. And I think that that's sometimes there's conflicts with that as well. Um, I, I think that it's really becoming, and it hasn't come up yet, but, and so we, we have four kids. Right. Um, beautiful, beautiful, awesome <laughs> kids. Thank you. Right? Then I kind of feel like Thank I'm you. a Sarah. Yes, you are. Right. Yes, you are. Exactly. Three boys and, and our daughter, right? Our daughter, I'm actually, least worried about so i see my boys as three black men growing up in america right they don't necessarily even see themselves as black men growing up in america yet right Mm. so i see their experience and how they have to deal with things now granted they don't they're not beautiful caramel like me you know (laughs) more french vanilla you know what i mean they'll call themselves peach Peach, is what they say that's what color they are i'm not the darkest person but they're very, very skinned. They have curly hair. Like, you can't necessarily automatically tell what they are. Unless you know. Um, but you know there's something. Yeah, there's something, yeah. right. So they don't necessarily identify themselves as that as well. Or they identify themselves as both or neither, right? But having grown up around that and on both sides. My mom is very, very fair-skinned as well. And almost, like, I'm one of the darkest people, like, in my family, to be honest mm. with you. And I'm not even dark. Is at some point in time, you identify as one or the other. And and it's I and I guess I only know what happens in generations before, but I don't know what happens after this. But they tend to identify one way or another, and I keep waiting for the moment for one of them to identify as black as opposed to mixed or white. And it hasn't happened yet. And I'm not trying to push them towards it, but I do know that it's going to happen. And how do you? Is it a, like? Have you? Is I it asked. A com- it is. I was going to ask. Is it a conversation? Yeah, I've asked them. I've asked them straight out. Do you? What do you see yourself as? Um, and I, so sometimes I'll I'll soft ask it like I'll ask them like well what kind of music are you into yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what I mean kind of exactly like? exactly <laughs> I'm like Imagine Dragons I'm like one for the Mormons exactly exactly right exactly doesn't really help me. Yeah. Exactly. Dragons. Michael Jackson and that doesn't that yeah, go either way Michael that's Jackson way. so um, so they haven't but you know they're but as, and again, as now one thing that's good is, and I'm going to subject a little bit, but no, as no. cultural norms of changing, and we're seeing oh more diversity in, in 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 media and everything like that, 
I know that um, they're seeing more versions of themselves out there in the world. So that that stereotype of I have to be this, I have to be that is less and less so. And that's true for both race and for gender. So they're seeing more diversity. They're able to be themselves more. They don't feel like they have to be something that mu- that's that much more. They don't and have to. I, your, they don't have to pick. As much as I hate to say it, and I think it's for us too, even in a different way, but is your experience as relevant? Like that's the thing yes. that I think sometimes for us, like we all have our own experiences and we mm-hmm. think for them it's very relevant for these reasons and maybe because of the way they're growing up and how they're growing up and what they're it's it it maybe my version is not as relevant i mean there's certain things for sure right i Uh, I think that i i realized the other day and not to explode one single event into being more than anything but so my obviously barack obama was the president before so my kids and if you if you have seen if you perceive that as being the pinnacle of attainment in terms of that they they they've never not known that right right they don't remember anything other than that I how right. amazing that it's a really yeah. and everybody around them never knows anything other than that right I obviously we obviously yes. do definitely recommend so they're a first generation of kids that are mm-hmm. seeing things in a different way um, and 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 seeing themselves more of a world people than the, yes. than that um, but again. When you get to high school, no matter who you are or what you are, I don't care if you're smart, quote unquote geek, like whatever you are, you you segment into some kind of pocket, right? Those pockets become something, and everybody has a role within that pocket. I don't know what those roles are yet because our oldest is just rising in yes, the freshman. Yeah. But will he be the black kid in this group? Like, will he be, or will he be the? Will there be a bunch of black kids, and there'll be like one white kid with him? Like, I or. You know, I don't. Right. I don't know how they're going to identify it because they haven't figured that out right now. They're just thirteen-year-old boys that are right. just running around. Right, right. So they don't even know. Um, but we'll see how that how that equals in the reality. And uh, so that's going to frame my my conversation with them because I do have. If I have a fear, it's, it's that you know what I mean. Like that, they, that they'll experience the, some of the things you have. Exactly right, yeah. and, they, and then they have to, and how people are going to see them. Like they're going to be out there in the world at some point in time, and. Um, some more than others because of just how they look appearance-wise. Somebody's going to see them as nothing other than just a black man. Right. And what does that mean to them? And it's, yeah. what I, as you're talking, it makes me think of, like, they don't know it. You know, like, their right. life is their life, and they're they're naive almost to it, right? Right, that, exactly. You're, what you're saying, it's like, is there a moment where something happens to them that you could somehow anticipate? Anticipate, and, right. Yeah. And try preparing for Like, I can, yeah. because, of, because of my complexion, how I look, like, no matter how... I act sound no matter what I do, right? Yeah. And my name is Larry Mills. You can't tell that doesn't tell you anything right. at all, right? But mm-hmm. if I sit in front of you or I'm across from you on the street or I'm in the elevator with you, or I'm driving on the road or whatever the case may be, they will right away identify and say there's a black man. Right. No matter what. Right? Um, they don't necessarily deal with that on a daily basis and any of the soft racism and that's what I call it when, mm-hmm. when people do things like uh, assume that they're good at basketball mm-hmm. or or right. Uh, right. you know or right. you're probably you're, you're fast right or ask them to dance or like, like not, not dance like, right. like perform from, but just assume certain things right. culturally because they are black that doesn't happen for them or it hasn't happened to them yet at least that I know of um, but I assume at some point in time it'll somebody will say well you're black, can't you? I mean, like right. that, it's going to happen. Uh, how do I prepare them for that? That's the struggle. But since they don't have anything to frame it with, because it's not happening to them, it's, it's a hard right. discussion. Because they're like, because, and God love them, and all these kids, <laughs> is that they're like, why would that ever happen? Like, right. It literally is bizarre to them that somebody right. would even say that to them because it doesn't make any sense. Cause right. Just because I'm mixed, uh, you would think I play basketball? Like, that doesn't, it's right. silly. Or they want to. Or they, or exactly. They, they don't even perceive that as being a reality, right. so they don't even, they're not even worried about it. Right. But unfortunately, unless, again, the world's turning, but it's not turning that fast. Right. I've, <laughs> I actually have two yeah. places that they do get it. I mean, one is their hair, right? Like, everybody wants to touch their hair all the time. Yeah. People see their hair, and they're like, oh, my gosh, and... um. Yeah. Nick's our second hates it. He cannot stand it. And, um, you know, anyway, but he's like, don't touch my hair. Ah, and, you know, but every but they also all know that their hair, you know, they're like, everybody likes our hair. Um, and then another time that they have been exposed to 
who they are or what they are. Um, we had somebody doing some work at our, well, came to do some work at our house and kind of left in the middle of a job. And, um, and uh, he came back looking for money and Larry wasn't there. He was out of town, but this guy was floored and he, you know, totally called, like shouted out the N word. Like he, you know, this is some NBS or something like that. And I know that really affected my kids, oh, yeah. you know, and um, I mean that, so that is, you know, like they have, I think that was like a, a jump into the reality of, you know, how people will look at them if they know both of us or they know their dad or whatever, you know, but um, anyway, so that was significant. And then that also, I think, turned me the way that I think about that word because we always, you know, like yeah. black people, like they're allowed to yeah, use that word right. and it's yeah. whatever. It's, it's just, just a word. Right. But yeah. I became extra sensitive to it. And now I, you know, am very adamant about like, I will not have that word used around me. I might, you know, my athlete, like I do not know. You do not use that word. You do not let me hear that word. Like nothing like that. And I'm not a And you don't. No, not at all. Not at all. But it doesn't offend me the same way as other people. Um, But you're mindful. I'm mindful of it. In the context of it. Yeah. um, Right. It it, in a song or in a movie said by a certain person at a certain time makes, I get it. That makes sense to me. You know what I mean? I can tell the difference between you saying it with hatred. Just, just as just as much as you can say, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you mean a lot with that. Right. Right. The, the context is what it says. Like on tra- the transcript says, they said I love you. Yeah. Right. No, they said bless you. Right. And I know what that meant. Yeah. Right. Like so, it's the context that right. means a lot to me, and that's something that I um. Yeah. That, that I. But again, there. I do hear it every now and again. Though some some again, Patrick will have his headphones off, and I'll hear some of the music, and I'm like. And I'm like, oh, all right, so we're getting there, you know. Right. I mean, like it's like <laughs> right. I hear some of the stuff, you know, and it's yeah. and it's in the culture of some of the. I mean, they are athletes, you know, so there's right the basketball and football. Like that's but the thing that's so right. great, I know you have to go. But the thing that's so great, it's like you have so many interests, like you both do. There's you have varied interest in music, you have varied interest in culture, you have varied interest in sports. It's like you know they're exposed to all that yeah. also, so that is just different than what you have. Right, exactly. So I decided that I, I, I never went. I will. Um, this is actually for the posterity, so I will give this to my mom. Is that she was never as much as she sometimes is like, don't do this, don't do that. Some of that maternal fear, mm-hmm. for lack of a better phrase. Um, she also has been like, you got to try this, you got to try this. She's not afraid to say, don't experience it. She'll probably be scared of the thing yeah, happening. Right. Right. But she's also like, got to expose yourself. Got to, like, like right. she definitely was a proponent of that because she grew up as an educator and that's a big thing for her as well. Um, so I definitely am a big part of that. As little as, you don't like mushrooms? Have you ever had a mushroom? Right. No. You're going to have a mushroom. Right. Like, 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 right. You're going to try it before you tell me you don't like it. You can tell me afterwards you don't like it all day long, but you're not going to say you don't like it. The no thank you bite. Right. The no thank you bite. Exactly. Right. right. And you can change your mind. You don't have to stay on no thank you. You can change right. your mind. It's okay to decide. Right. Right. You have some hardness to them. I don't want them to. So they they, they are not. I guess anything can happen to anyone, right? But they're not going to worry about food or friends or that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like they're not living that life. Um, they live in the suburbs of suburbs. So you can't <laughs> get more suburban than Clifton, Virginia, in my opinion, right? Um, the bubble. Yeah. Exactly right. So, but same. So, the things that shaped me, like they don't have that same. They don't have that. They pressure pressure builds diamonds, right? That's the expression. Mm. You know, so they don't. How can they become diamonds if there's no pressure? Right. Um. I, I don't know the answer. This is new for me. New right. for us. There's right, nobody right. like this. I don't have anything to draw on at all from this whatsoever. There's no affluence at all. One of the things I wanted to ask was just about as a unit or as a family, do you talk about it? Like, do you talk about how they're different or that you're all different in some way? Or is it just that's their experience and they're, you know, or do you have like proactive or active conversations with them? We don't, it's not proactive. I don't think so at all. I think that it's, um, I mean, I don't even think that anybody even noticed that they were different until they start school, right? And then Patrick's first year of school, um, when he, his first year, they did something for back to school night and they drew like they, it was like a heart and then they were supposed to draw like their parents' hands or something and, you know, whatever. And then 
with the poem that goes with it that's supposed to make every kindergarten parent cry. Right. But Patrick, so Patrick drew mine in his hands, and it was like he colored one brown, and then one was like yeah, not white, but it was you know like clear. a light color, clear, right? <laughs> and my new um, no, I know it's good. It's a good one. It is good. <laughs> Um, but the principal at the time, Ms. Shadis, she was, she said that stood out to her. I mean, you know, I don't know if that's something that she had really ever experienced either. I mean, you know, being in Clifton, right? right? That she was like, oh my gosh, I have to get to know this family. And she really did kind of take Patrick under her wing. And I feel like, you know, and, and then us, you know, subsequently, and she was only there for, you know, a year or whatever, but maybe a year and a half, but um, I feel like she really, you know, she, that was something that she noticed and that really kind of drew her in. Yeah. yeah, and so she, you know, I think that she made it a point to make our first experience with school, um, you know, a good so one, nice. right? Which is yeah. so nice. Um, and then, but nobody ever even really noticed that there was a difference with them, even though looking at us and, and, you know, they know I'm a different color than him and, you know, his family's different and my family's different, but not until is it a, is it a weird thing um, with Martin Luther King. Like when they start getting that lesson in school, yeah. the first time Patrick came, I mean, when Patrick came home after having that first lesson, he was like, oh my gosh, did you know, like people of different color, like they didn't used to be able to even sit next to each other and, and, um, you know, it was uh, Rosa Parks, right? So because he's both white and black, does that mean he can sit anywhere he wants to on the bus? Because my kids are also walkers. And so they, they never <laughs> rode a bus. And um, I was like, I mean, yes, you can, but no. for different reasons. Because, because of Rosa yeah. Parks, you can sit anywhere you want to on the bus. And it wasn't just like, well, if you happen to be mixed even back then, you know, that you would be able to right. pick where you right. wanted to go. Right. And, um, you know, so then, of course, that goes to race and everything else. And, and that's when that's when we say, well, what color do you think you are? And they always say peach. Like, I yeah. am white. He's brown. They're peach. I mean, you know, like, it was just like, I don't know. Like, but they, you know, their colors are. Do you think are, if like, they encountered some sort of hostility or meanness would they talk to you about it would they come to you like if yeah. you know Patrick's going to be a freshman right and yeah. I mean we all I just Luke just went through his first year and freshman year and I had all these fears for him going yeah. into the big ugly world of high right. school where it right. can be a harsh environment so you know I even not on the race front but sometimes worry what's happening and what's right. being said and you can't yeah. always control it so do you think I don't know that he would always tell me here's what here's what I think Patrick will uh, argue to encounter. And I encountered some of this just because of... Let me go backwards. Uh, there, You know, I I speak the way I speak. You know, mm-hmm. you know? um, and I've been, you know, I I talk white. I've been told I talk white. And because of that, people thought that I thought that I was better than them because I spoke white. I and mean, everything that comes with that. And um, I think that at some point in time, now obviously it depends upon what circle he's in. If you, if you stay in the bubble, then obviously nothing happens to you, right? But if you ever get outside the bubble, which inevitably you will, and hopefully he will, right? Um, then uh, one of the sides is going to say something to him as well. Um, they'll what I what could happen is a couple of ways could happen. One, he could be in a room full of let's keep it simple for right now, black and white. A room full of white folks. They say something. Uh, it could be as simple as using the N-word, as blatant as that, or it could be something kind of off-color. Um, and he takes exception to it. And then one of them says, because I've heard this myself, even with me, my complexion is, well, you don't really count. Like, like you're not, I'm not talking about uh, you. Right. I can deal with that. Yeah. Um, he can be in the other situation where it's a bunch of black folk and he's in the room, right? And he's like, they're like, you're not, you're not really black. Like, right. so I, I, what happens a lot of times culturally um, with light-skinned black folks is they tend, sometimes they overcompensate their blackness because they don't automatically appear that way so they, they overdo it. Right. Um, and they want it to count? Yeah, exactly. So they, they, when it's a question of, hey, maybe they should, they will be dogmatic about, like, this is a random, a stupid example, but like, like, dashikis and beads and like that kind of like that kind of like, <laughs> and, right. you get, and you've got green right. eyes I'm like, like 
Right. All right, let's, let's take a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but, they're, but they're asserting their blackness because they have to do it outwardly to show what they, what they are. And they're proud of it. They're proud of it. They are proud of it, but they want everybody to know that they are. I don't have to do that. I can wear the, yes. I can put on my straight up J. Crew sweater. Yeah. And there's no matter what it is, I'm still yeah. a black man in a J. Crew sweater. Right. So they, um, well, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that's formulated. Right. Um, I think that, um, at some point in time, they will probably have to have that, a bit of more discussion with my brother and sister and my mom about that. Cause they're all very, very fair skinned, mm. um, about what that's like in that situation. Right. Uh, they grew up, I mean, they're lighter. Everybody didn't necessarily know that they were what they were. Um, Who do you think worries about it more? Him. Just right. their, just the, what, you know, the fact that they're the product of your relationship and they're interracial and then, you know, that their sort of place in life. Like, do you, you think he worries more about mm-hmm. them just in terms yeah. of their Giving them some sort of I- yes. yeah. identity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that, yes. I think that they, uh, and I think some of that is not even necessarily anybody's fault, but they are so, their immediate environment is her family and, and, and constantly, and through that, her culture, right? Uh Uh-huh. Not wrong, it just, that's Mm -hmm. how it is. Like, you you can't, it's almost impossible to have 50-50, right? Right. Um, until like a year and a half ago, my mom moved here, there was just me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, there was, there's all that side of it. So that's the only side of their existence they really necessarily know. If I drop them in with my cousins, like they, I, I know how they would. Besides, probably Nick's, they, they would just they would just sit there quietly. Right. They, it would be just it would be dissimilar Unf- to them. Unfamiliar. To them. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, whereas the other side of it, they have no problem with because it's all they ever. That's what they know. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and. Uh, but I do see some differences also with even with their older cousins because um, with uh, your sister's co- uh, kids yeah. that are darker complexioned uh, and there and where they live there's more there's more blacks than there are here um, and their father is I mean he's definitely dark he's absolutely different much darker than I am and they're um, they're more about it as far as I can tell perceive at least. Right. Then our, the, our, the kids. Yes. The kids are. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, 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 yeah. They identify it. They, 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 they do identify it. And they also it. look yes. like they look. Right. They look like. Mm, yes. They more than ours. Do. Right. So they identify it accordingly, right? And um, and that's the difference of their, is how that is. Plus their mom, their mom, their sister acts differently than you do right. as well. Mm, so right. the combination of the two right. is that's, that's more the culture of how they're Would in. you ever send them to... Like a camp, or I don't know what the version is. I think of like sending my kids out to like you know homeward bound, not homeward bound. Where is the place where they go and they drop you in the middle of nowhere, and it's like you have to use your resources to find your yeah. Home. I don't know about out, yeah, out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, but like you know, like is there an experience? I don't even know what so, you would call it, right? But yeah, or, or uh, you still have family in Chicago? Like, is there a way where you think they could be around and? and or is it not that simple of it's not, it's not let's that go simple. spend two weeks surrounded <laughs> by your people? Yeah, there's a couple things that one it's not no, it's not that simple. Um, I don't have connections to the community in that, in that right. way as much really anymore. So there's no place for to send them that they don't have any right. that lives there. Um, but on top of that, uh, on a similar note, but dissimilar is when I talked about college, just about earlier. Yeah, I, it never ever occurred to me to go to a historically black college. Um, because I felt I my opinion of it was the that's not what the world is. As a matter of fact, I felt like the world was decidedly white. And how can I live and conquer that world if I'm going to live if I'm going to be educated mm-hmm. within this world? Right. So that was a conscious decision for me. It could be the opposite. Now again, this is a long time from now. Who knows what's sure. outside? But the opposite could possibly be said for ours. And I don't think I've ever thought about this till just now. Is it could benefit. They could actually benefit from that experience because, because that would be because that would be their experience. That would be their experience of that since they right. would never have had that that sense of cultural identity in that regard. But again, none of us really know what cultural identity means anymore or what that will mean going forward. Yeah. I, I think that we are very we are all are different and difference is great. Um, but I think we are, and I'm very optimistic about this. 
we are still very we're getting more and more homogenous as a society which i like i don't mind the fact that we're blending together mm-hmm. i think it's fantastic Me too. Love it. yeah exactly Love it. but i also i think some of the great things about it is identifying those differences and saying hey that's cool i want to know about right. that right and if you don't if you can't bring anything to the table right then then they're at a detriment to that right so that so right now the only thing they would bring be able to bring to the table would be their their moment culture like that's which is a culture mm-hmm. regardless of the religion part there is a culture to that right that they can bring to the table um but they the black part they don't necessarily have that experience but i i do what I do, you know. I, yeah. I, I'm still me. I still, right. and it could be as small as I was taking Brandon, picking up Brandon from gymnastics <laughs> last week, and we were driving back, and radio was on. She and she just said, "You and Mom listen to very different." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yeah, yeah, we do." Well, it's true in our house too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 It's quite a yes. great divide. Right. Yes. You know what? Right. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's, there's things like that. So there's yeah. the cultural things don't necessarily matter. Who cares what kind of music? It doesn't really matter, really. But in terms of identifying later on and things that we learn through yeah. media, that makes a difference, you know? Yeah. It's... I mean, it seems like just, you know, I know you both so well, but just the positivity, you, you're both very positive people and your children, I feel like, are so, I mean, they're just so pleasant. They're so polite. They're very, they're very much a unit. They're very, like, I love how, um, you know, kind of together they are. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, you know, I wish sometimes my boys were a little more like, like, you know, it comes and goes. But yours, at least outside looking in, uh-huh. you know, it just seems like such a great little unit and. Um, that they have each other to to go through life with in yeah. terms of their difference, you know, or how they're different. So I think that that's that's something I don't connect with. Missy had that more because uh-huh. one of them all they're all girls and they're all relatively tight together. Right, like she we live close. They live close with the family. Yeah. I don't know that I have that to draw from. I, I don't dislike my family at all. Sure, but that was never really a thing. Plus, I left when I was thirteen and a half. Like, I mean, right. like how much could I have? And they were younger than me, so. Yeah. How much right. could I? Those, my brother and sister, and my stepbrother, the, my younger stepbrother, are tighter mm-hmm. than I am. Like mm-hmm. there's those three, and then there's me, and then there's my older stepbrother. That's and then we have a younger stepsister, but she's that's much much later. Right. Um, but that's but those three are tight, like intertwined right. lives. Right. Mm-hmm. I am not that, you know. So I don't have that part of it as well. Um, the one thing you did say, and I, I. I when, and I again, I reflect on my own experience, right? Toward, towards our kids, right? And you you started to say our kids are so polite, and what I was thought you were going to say, and you didn't say it, but I thought you were going to say well spoken, right? Uh. Um, which I've heard that about myself all the time, my entire life, right? And that's not an insult by any definition, right? It's, it's not an sure. insult to be well spoken, right? But. I'm cautious and I'm triggered by that word a little bit because I don't know how often that word is used in conjunction with non-black kids. Mm-hmm. Like if right. It stands out it, because of how some African-American so speak. You're going to love this. Your right. mom. Uh, so that about your kids? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So someone out there is exactly. talking about white kids. She likes that word, right? Yeah, she exactly. she well, likes she, that word. Too, she does. She point, she's like, yeah. oh, they're yeah. But they, yeah. my kids are too because yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. an you important point it, yeah. thing. Right. For us. And she did mention that. Um, she mentioned to me just the other day. I was she like, did. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe uh, generally exactly, speaking. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But in general, yes, I am. I am cautious of that because the flip side of it would be what. What should I sound like? Exactly. Right. Like it's I a, love that food there, boss. <laughs> like, like, what I, like, it's the like, reverse yeah. compliment or what yeah. do they call right. it? Backhanded yes. compliment. It's not really. Right. right. It's yeah. like saying that, it's like having a, a girl that's really good in math and you're remarkable. <laughs> like, well, she got an A like everybody else did. Like, right. Right. Like, what great shit she right. get? Right. Like, it's, or she's really nice. Or she's really nice. She's right? really she's nice. Pretty. Exactly right. right. She's exactly. super right. Nice. Exactly right. And, right. I, and I'm, and I try and be cautious of that in general. I try not to just identify, I try not to See a girl and, and say it cute, you know, or right. the perfect compliment should be smart or or brilliant or something like that because we do that to, to yeah, that, we do we do yeah. that to everybody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you always want to put someone somewhere, right? Right, right exactly. Try to put them like, in a box, with no matter what yeah. we try, and and 
I consider all of us here at this table relatively aware and quote unquote woke, but we still yeah. we still do it. Like, right. right. You see a little girl, oh, she's so cute. Well, that girl could be a scientist. Like, right. I, you, it's not cute. Like, right. that's, that's the wrong word for that. You know what I mean? But we do it anyway. You know what I mean? Or but you see somebody on the street, right? Exactly. exactly. You know, like Your it's like upstairs, like oh, you're looking big, and like you know what I mean? He could have been upstairs reading Nietzsche. Like I don't know what he was doing. You know, right. Like, it doesn't well, mean he can't be big. Exactly. But, but we didn't talk about that. That's not, right. that's not what we're recognizing. Right. We're not noticing those kind of things. Where we still are caught in right. that we comment yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, one of the things maybe we all feel like, I think it's incumbent on us to help to continue to challenge that. And then I do mm-hmm. think, I was just saying to you before we weren't being recorded, but like their version of um, their experience, I feel like already is challenging me and my predisposition on things and the way that I see the world, like, because mm-hmm. they're so open. Right. Um, you know, I was just saying, like, my oldest is friends with, African-American, uh, someone that's mixed, and then another, you know, white kid. And they're all hanging out, and they're all having a blast. And it's just, um, I mean, I didn't necessarily see that a lot, like, where I grew up. You know, it's mm-hmm. definitely, like, groups of people, right. you know, like attracted like. So I hope that they, your kids, my kids, that whole generation can keep the movement of right. blended. And to your point, like, keep the, bring, bring your culture to the table yeah bring what you have yeah bring bring it to the table bring it together but let's all put it together and you know it's not a it's not a mixing bowl it's a salad yeah right right somebody's got tomatoes somebody's got croutons yeah (laughs) but i think that teaches too i mean you know understanding and i hate the word tolerance because why are we tolerating you know um human being yeah right like (laughs) yes but um i mean you know like it's just like you learn to understand those differences and, and appreciate the differences but um you know and also just loving those and you know and I don't like accepting either because I don't know but anyway you know just bringing it all together yeah. and not making it right nothing is when people say treat them the same or whatever you know but it's also like well why would point out the difference right. then like if you're like so so, don't but yeah. you know like either it is or it isn't but let's not you know but also but i caution against that treat the same treat the same as the fairness yes mm-hmm. but also i also am mindful of being aware of the difference here's, here's a silly example my youngest son xavier uh, wears a zebra sweatshirt he's <laughs> right? just with animals right and he wears yeah. a sweatshirt that's a zebra Right? Even though he thinks he's a lion. He, he thinks he's a lion, <laughs> but we didn't have a lion sweatshirt, so we had a zebra sweatshirt. Right. right. So uh, the power of imagination. Exactly, right. Right. right, right. That's strong so, enough. So because he wears it all the time, I mean, dirty, clean, he's wearing yeah. it nice, nonstop. Right. The kids and teachers have taken to call him zebra because he's a zebra yeah. sweatshirt. All right. He's mixed. He's black and white. <laughs> right. You're calling a mixed yeah. kid zebra. He doesn't realize it. Nobody in that <laughs> saying it is realizing it, you're, but the first I hear it, and the and first thing like, I'm like, "What the? Yeah. Oh, he's oh, a sweatshirt." And my mom on. was incensed. Like uh, she was like, ah, I, "She like." <laughs> and I had no idea what yeah. I was like. Well, of course they would call That's him Zebra because yeah, exactly right. <laughs> he wears a sweatshirt. I had no idea why everybody was getting so upset, and I'm like, if "Only you had bought the lion, exactly. right?" <laughs> but the, I was uh, like, "What?" Larry's like. Because yeah. he's black and white. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that jungle play. The, uh, yeah, it's a jungle out there. out there. Right. Patrick was our oldest person to go through it, right? All right. So there's here the choice of animals. Hyena, elephant, cheetah, and monkey. Mm-hmm. Guess what kid my, what animal my kid was? <laughs> right. Now, yeah. it was the whole, the whole class was monkeys. The whole grade. The whole grade. Yeah. The whole grade. <laughs> yeah. The monkeys, right. right? But... Yeah. No, right, you're like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's and it was fine. And Do you ever find yourself <laughs> sitting in that, just like you, sitting in that situation, yes. and your kid's a monkey? You're like, how am I here? Yeah. Like, do exactly. you ever have those? I mean, Absolutely. we all do in different yeah. ways, but yes. like for you, exactly. is it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I, fortunate, I'm fortunate that I'm able to process it for what it for, is. Yes. Exactly. And be like, I'm sitting here watching my kid in a monkey costume. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like in. And it's and it's fine. Like it's You're, like I it's get it. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. Not, you know, exactly yeah. right. But then you have then you go only one generation back. Yeah. And my mom's like, they put him in a monkey costume. Right. right. Like, no, it's 
the entire like the class, the the whole grade, but different classrooms had different animals. Yeah. That's yeah. What the classroom was so. Right. But nobody even thought, and I get, and I bet the teachers never yeah. even processed what no. that was. Right. Never oh. even occurred. Especially. To why, why would you here? Even, yeah, here? They weren't even thinking about no. it whatsoever. Right. And I don't think any, I assume, there was no intention behind it whatsoever at all. But I recognized it, you know what I yeah. mean? So there's pictures of my kid walking around in a monkey costume. So yeah. that's the kind of stuff that that I'm conscious of, aware of, um, that I would, I don't even know that you all are even right. necessarily aware of or conscious of no, all I... the time. Um, and, and seeing those things happen and, and recognizing right. it and telling the kids why that why that may or may not matter. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Well, I feel like I've taken up a ton of time, so I thank you both very much, and I'm sure we'll have you back. Okay. <laughs> we got to go for parts four, five, six, and seven. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you. Bye. Bye. for listening i hope you enjoyed this two-part episode i learned so much from these two and we certainly had quite a few laughs along the way a very special thanks to both missy and larry for being so open and honest and transparent i think in some kind of tough issues that people aren't as open about so i really appreciate their time and a special thank you to Missy, uh, in addition to being my guest, for being my very awesome producer. And as a reminder, if you like this discussion, please subscribe and rate Relatable on iTunes and follow us on Twitter.